You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, uh, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm accompanied by... Kai, and I use uh, they, she pronouns. Uh, we are Transmission, we amplify the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin, and today we got an epic lineup of things. Jay from Ballroom has sent me his report on what's been going on there. So we'll be listening to that as well as later on the episode today, we will be joined by Ellen from Megahers, which is broadcast every Monday at 12 p.m. on Z. We actually went to Sexpo over the weekend and attended. So we'll be giving our thoughts on that through the trans perspective of the event we have many thoughts. <laughs> mm. But to start off the day, the beautiful Kai here is going to start talking about the events coming up in town. Yeah. So first up, we've got Moth Process, which is on this Friday, 29th of July, from 6pm to 8pm at Quiver, which is in Wind, Wind Lane in the Valley. Moth Process is a monthly offering of sound and music exploration presented by local trans icons Navi Karan and Levi Kola. Welcome to the exploration of DJing for the purpose of intentional listening and community building. For July, we are excited to explore FemRap, free and open to all ages. Bring your own cups for complimentary rose and ginger tea, courtesy of Rheumatic. Mm. Cute, sounds yummy. If you want to look it up, by the way, make sure you don't put a space between Moth Process... You get a totally different thing on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> might learn about some moths. Yeah, might might find a cool moth group to join. <laughs> it's Moth Process, all one word. I also put the link up on the Transmission Facebook page. Beautiful. We've also got In Melodium coming up at Banshee's Bar and Art Space in Ipswich. It's running from the 6th of August, 12pm, until the 7th of August, 9pm. Yeah, so it's just two days. Two days, yeah. About, in a forgotten corner of a bar, a ghost sits at a piano and plays a lonely song. Beside them is a suitcase full of secrets. Who is this ghost? What have they lost? And, more importantly, what are they hiding? In Melodium combines puzzles and music, stories and song to take the audience on a heartfelt, intimate journey about, about love and loss. Al from Banshees messaged us saying it's a queer ghost mystery. So that sounds cool. It sounds very cute. I'm excited about that. We've also got uh, Brisbane Festival and the Queensland Government present free creative workshops. As part of Brisbane Festival, Sofian Suban and Ed Joseph are excited to announce that they will be hosting a series of eight creative workshops for LGBTIQA plus folks and allies. These workshops will be provided by renowned artists and creatives in collaboration with the Brisbane Festival, LGBTIQA plus and allies, design your look and find your inner creative. Workshops in costume design, stories, and movement will lead to part exhibition. Part performance, part exhibition, part performance in dance halls at Spring Hill Hall. Participation is free. No experience is necessary. Bookings, however, are essential. So we'll pop a link up on the Transmission Facebook page there as well, at Trans with a Z Radio. This creative workshops are suitable for 18 years and over. The workshop dates are Thursday, 4th of August to 15th of September, running from 4 till 6 p.m., located at 136 Brunswick Street, Fortitude Valley. 
Uh, yeah, head over to the link on, on the transmission Facebook page for that one. What else we got? We've got the SAFX launch party. So that's S-A-P-P-H-X, which is going to be at Boulevard Nightclub, 693 Ann Street in the Valley, on Friday, August 12th from 9pm. The event description is finally a Sapphic Club Night in Brisbane. Sapphic is for lesbians, bi plus women and non-binary people who want to hit the dance floor and connect with the LGBTQ plus community. Sapphic is an explicitly trans and non-binary inclusive event. Transphobia will not be tolerated. DJ lineup includes DJ Gut Zeitgal, DJ Zilla and DJ Sinbad. Limited tickets may be available at the door on the night. Link for the tickets and all events will be posted on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. And finally, Embodied Knowledge, Queensland Contemporary Art at the Queensland Art Gallery from the 13th of August all the way through to the 22nd of January next year. Embodied Knowledge is a focused survey of new work by Queensland artists. This group of commissioned and recent projects brings to the fore the voices of women, people of colour and LGBTIQA plus artists, all with a close connection to the Sunshine State. Embodied Knowledge reveals the current dynamic state of creativity in Queensland with artists responding to the diverse personal, political and social experiences of our time. All these events that you've heard this morning will be on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. Ah. <sighs> So much going on. Oh, my goodness. Lots going on. Yeah. Pride Month is soon. Mm-hmm. September. Coinciding with Brisbane Festival, and there's quite a few mm-hmm. really cool things going mm-hmm. on for mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be jam-packed here. Also, Radiothon coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, if you got some some coins, some money for some subscriptions, keep it in your pocket. Radiothon's coming up next month. Then you can subscribe to the station and support local community radio, support transmission. Yeah, Support. if you like what yeah. we do here, if you like listening to Zed and, and what we bring to you, opposed to other places, I think we've got we've got some really cool stuff going for us here. So, Yeah, exactly. Just like Jack from Zed Geist is you know, out there trying to find a better station than us, good luck. <laughs> Might as well support, support Zed, you know? Anyway, speaking of how great Zed is, local band we're going to play now. This one is The Cutaways, Muscle In. You were just listening there to a band called Unentitled. That track was Hate Me. Before that, you are listening to The Cutaways with Muscle In. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And you're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. We are now about to jump into a segment from our lovely youngest member of the Transmission crew is Jay. And Jay is a ballroom extraordinaire running around the country as well, doing all sorts of things with ballroom. Jay has got an update for us. Tens across. So it's the ball's final, I believe. I'm just going to hit play on this one. This is Tens Across, a monthly transmission segment where two tens in the Mianjin ballroom scene keep you across the latest news and events. I'm J007 and I'm joined by Imani007 as we talk about the balls that are coming up in the next few months across Australia and Aotearoa as well as some more casual news about the local Mianjin scene. So Imani, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm lovely. I'm magnificent. How are you today, Mr. You are lovely and magnificent. Oh, sweet talker, sweet talker. I'm good. I've had COVID. Um, 
which sucked, but I'm over it now and I feel immune. <laughs> which is good news because I'm planning on going on a trip pretty soon. I wonder where. <laughs> I wonder where. I wonder where. Um, so, basically, there are two balls coming up that I want to bring attention to. Um, but we have the Leo ball that's hosted by the House of Divine in Nam. And the Unity Ball, which is hosted by the House of Givenchy in Auckland. It's their first ball, the Unity Ball. And and I'm going to it on August 13th. I'm so excited. Period. So, in terms of the categories, um, what was Mr. J Double Seven planning to walk? So, the categories were um, not what I was expecting. Mm. Because... Because we're such a new scene, you just get used to expecting that there are going to be Virgin Vogue walkers. Right. Because um, I feel like this is the first ball in a while that hasn't had a beginner Vogue category. Honestly, the first that I could think of off the top of my head that hasn't had a Virgin or Baby Vogue category. And that's fine, because like, our scene is growing and not every ball is going to have a category for beginners, but I had just come to expect it. Hmm. Um... So it didn't leave much for me to pick from. I'm not going to specify on air what I'm going to walk. Ooh. But I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to edit it out of the podcast. Amazing! <laughs> I love a secret. It's going to be a cute time. It's going to be great to see, because the Perfect Tense category, face, body, realness, and like even just looking at how the grand prize is already up to $600, I think. Going up, yeah, because they're opening donations. It started at... 200 What did it start at? I think. $200, yeah. yeah. And uh, people are just pouring in the money because right. we all want to see the girls give it, and they will, and it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, it's... Let, let me tell you what. The New Zealand Femme Queens, just like the Australian Femme Queens, but these New Zealand Femme Queens, they, because the scene has been around there for such a long time, I already know that the that the lineup of women that are going to be walking that category is going to be long. We've got a long, we've got a really big bunch of girls that are going to be walking and showing that category. It's going to be the one to watch, no shade. Yeah. The one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so exciting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited just to like be able to deepen my connections with international scenes and just experience how it's done over there. Mm, it's going to be good. Oh, and Leo Ball, how are you feeling about Leo Ball? Oh my god. Leo Ball. Mm -hmm. I am I am I am bitter boots that both of these big balls are happening around the same time. Cause yeah. what was the date that the Leo Ball is gonna be dropping? Wasn't that also in the middle of August? Uh yeah. I don't remember the exact date, but it's uh let me have a look. August twentieth. So it's only a week after. Oh, it's gonna be a week right after. Oh, mm. my goodness. We yeah. So there's such a thing in Bournemouth called ball season. And I was just giving very much all year round is ball season. Because we had... <laughs> right. Because we had the Sissy Bowl. It, I think it was in February or March, I believe. And then we had, mm. the, um, we had a couple mini balls in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, as well as the Vogue Nights. We had the Taurus Ball. Yeah, we had the Taurus Ball. And then we had the West Ball in June. And the Taurus mm -hmm. Ball was in May, I believe. 
So it's been, mm. we've been pretty consistent across the board, making sure that we've got balls happening every single month. Sometimes more than once a month. Right. In the case of the House of G1C and the House of Divine having their respective balls, goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm so interested because they announced the um, category lineup. So the category lineup for the uh, Leo Ball is Virgin Vogue, Tag Team OTA, Fem Queen, and Trans Men Realness, which we know that that's a category that we both love. Here we go. Um, Sex Siren and Runway, and also a surprise category. Oh. You know what? I've never heard of a surprise category at a wall, so I'm I'm excited to see what this is gonna be. I know. Do, I'm so curious. Do we want to pull our bets about what the about what the surprise category is gonna be? Okay, let's do that. I think I think it depends on whether they're gonna announce the surprise category like two weeks before, or if it's gonna be like on the night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have all this speculation, if you will. But I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this surprise category is going to be something that can only be heard of in terms of word of mouth. And in order to walk the category or know what the category is calling for, you need to have heard about what the category is meant to be giving. You know, that's just me and my, you know, X-Files brain with that wee wah wee wah. Is that because you've what- heard about it? Oh, see, that's not... Uh- <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about it. I think I might just be, you know, but I do think that it might be something along the lines of either a face category, yeah, um, or possibly a hands category. Yes, yeah, because those are the two categories, really the only two categories that you could theoretically do without, yeah, preparation beforehand. Very so. Bad. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh. I I was gonna guess face, so I'm. I that's my bet. Yeah, so both other face or possibly hands. Hands. I, yeah. I do wonder if they are going to go in the terms of bringing a category we haven't really seen in Australia, other than mm. possibly um, an aftermath for a ball. But I think the possibility of it also maybe being a lip sync category. True. I do wonder. I feel like Divine's very innovative, not innovative, so I feel like they'll probably bring light to a category that we haven't really been seeing at the major balls, so. That would be really cute. Okay, what's your final bet? Um, My final bet, it's giving face, um, Mm. even though I would love it to be, you know, um, hands, so I could possibly walk it, Um, Mm. or a virgin lip sync or a lip sync category. So I could storm that after a couple shots, you know. <laughs> you can put on the Beyonce, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so you'll be going? Yes. So okay. I will be going. Um, oh my god, next month's episode is going to be massive because we'll, we'll each have a ball to report on. Damn it. It's going to be giving live at the ball. Here we've yes. got some audio snippets. Here yeah. we've got Deborah, Tariq Silky. Ready to ready to add a couple tidbits? No, I'm good. I'm joking. <laughs> no, absolutely, that would be great. But uh. it's gonna be it's gonna be great. This season is gonna be full of a whole bunch of memories, moments, statements, stars. You know. Yeah, Lovely. absolutely. Yeah, oh, it's so exciting. But to bring it back a little, we've been overseas. We've been interstate. Let's talk local scene. Um, 
Yeah, I wanted to chat about like the latest double O throwdown, um, which we held in Flow State in South Bank. Um, and we had, we actually had both interstate and international people come through. So that was really awesome. Like it's so nice being able to like grow connections like that and just like understand or start to like tap into the knowledge that other places like bring to the whole scene. Yeah. Um, we had a really cute time and then we like, we just like sat down in a circle and talked for so long so much like when you look at ballroom from the outside you just see these like really fancy huge balls and the productions and like the performance and it's easy to think that it's all about like the performance and like the community around it is and sort of like what you get from it personally is sort of a result of all the performance but we would we just each like went around the circle and talked about like a goal that we had for the year and then gave each other advice on it and it's not just advice like how to train better it's like really personal because in ballroom to do well you have to bring yourself you're like like what makes you you and your essence and your confidence you have to bring that with you so actually ballroom is like mostly about doing that work and then that turns into performance rather than the other way around right no i agree because what do you call a lot of a lot of people's performance or the way that they deliver on the floor um a lot of that comes from the internal work that they have to do in order to get to that place yeah what do you what are your like thoughts and feelings about like boring personas boring personas i feel i feel like on the floor they're great to have but it's that it's that balancing of trying to make sure that the energy or the persona that you have on the boring floor doesn't spill out into into uh, spill out outside of the floor because like i'll say for an example rangel alexander one of the most decorated runway fashion girls in the scene. And she comes, and I, and I feel like you could attest to this as well, Rangel's personality on the floor verse, like every day at a key, uh, like it's giving 180, complete <laughs> 180. The biggest sweetheart you'll ever meet. But then on the floor, it's game face on and he clicks into that persona. Yeah, he's untouchable right um like you could not tell him anything he is top of the world yeah and you'll see it in the way that he performs on the floor he'll tap into that persona and he's giving very much don't touch me i'm i'm much too expensive for you to touch yeah get into the skin darling right And, and it's giving very much that um because i believe that it was joshua alexander father of the house um actually did say that um, sometimes having that personality or that persona to tap into onto the floor helps take away the nerves, but it also helps um, enhance the experience for not just you, but also for the people witnessing your performance. Yeah, because it, it does add another dimension to your um, to your performance or your character. Yeah, it's like creating this idealized version of yourself who you can bring out to perform, and yeah. then being able to tuck it away once you get off the floor 
Exactly. You get it. Jay gets it. Period. <laughs> now, what are your thoughts about it, Jay? Um. Look, you you pretty much summed it up. Like I. Yeah. I've been like trying to find that persona for myself. Or that character that I want to tap into for myself, and we were talking about ballroom names as well, like, mm, like being mm. able to find a name for that person that you are when you're performing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was talking about personally. I've been like on a very long journey to find a ballroom name ish. Like at first, I didn't want one really because, like, my name is important to me. So I yeah. wanted to honor it, but I feel like it was also like a point of safety for me um, to always stick to my own name. And I feel like as I'm reaching a point where I want to start aspiring further and I want to start embodying like a idealized version of myself, mm. I, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm on that journey to find it. How about you? Do you have a... Because you went by Bubba for a while, right? Um, I am known as the shapeshifter of Borum Australia. Cute. Um, I'm actually, no, let me change that. I am known as Miss Alias of Borum Australia because I have rotated and cycled through 54 different Borum names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so we started off with Tiny007, then it was Bubba007 Dynasty, and then it was princess miami dynasty mm-hmm. 007 not just giving imani it's giving you know i've got multiple personalities i will tap into whichever one and it falls under the name of imani that's uh, cute i really like that <laughs> uh yeah um yeah i it took me a while to come up with that excuse as to why i decided <laughs> to keep my boring name imani um yeah and so we've settled on that, and we are just going to stay with that because it's giving. I'll cycle through another fifty-four boring names before oh, so I true. find the right one. Oh my goodness! Do you feel like? Because personally, I think this affects me. So I'm interested to know, like, for you, like, as two people who are like pretty early in like transition and that sort mm. of thing. Do you feel like that? is part of having trouble settling on an identity because i think it is for me because Mm. i feel like i am literally shape-shifting so it's like i don't even know what i'm gonna be in two months or three months so it's hard to name it yeah no you tapped into a very good question there because i feel like that's actually the reason why i was constantly rotating constantly jumping through these different names because i don't feel like i had completely um found myself at the time that i started in born back then i all settled on butch queen to non-binary and that's when bubble was born Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Well, no, wait a minute. It's giving, it's giving, we're starting a transition. Let's jump to the Princess Miami of things. And now that we've kind of like settled, I, I feel like it's more so time will come with the name that I, that I settle choose. Mm. Um, because I feel like you're definitely right that um, maybe because we are quite early in our transition um that because we are still trying to figure things out 
um, with ourselves personally outside of boring um, when we do try to jump to settle um, on something like a name for ourselves or a persona for ourselves in ballroom um, because we're also in the middle of figuring other things out in our personal lives sometimes that that does cause us to kind of like jump around or yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I'm ugh, I love talking with you <laughs> yeah it's really interesting thinking about how that like might affect us and it's so like like these are again like conversations you can only have in ballroom like right and it's so great being able to connect with that and yeah experience that together i feel like we're on our little journeys side by side very bad and i love how like both of our like our journeys although as similar as they are i also kind of like click that we're kind of like polar opposites if that makes sense in terms of our journey because it's giving trans male trans female around you know we both started discovering born we actually both discovered born around the same time possibly only a couple months apart i think Mm. yeah and yet our our experiences our journeys are still very much the same very similar yeah oh that's so cute (laughs) oh look at us the babies are born Ah, oh, all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Oh my god, there's oh, been wow. so much that we've covered between the balls that are coming up, the categories that we're excited for, and yeah, getting into some of that more like personal stuff about like Ooh. conversations that have been held in the local scene. Yeah, we got deep today. Yeah, and oh my god, what an episode we're gonna have next month. <laughs> Oh my as, gosh. As we both come back to report on our respective ball experiences. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Get into it. Get ready. Anticipate. All right. Thank you so much, Imani. Much love to you. And I can't wait to chat to you again soon. And to you too. Much love to Jay. We thank Jay. We are an aura of Jay. <laughs> Bow down to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Jay, for reporting on Ballroom again. It's excellent stuff. Yeah, if you'd like to listen back to any of the other stuff that Jay has done, you can head over to the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. That's where we upload our podcast as well. There's a link there. Check it all out. You can also listen back on demand. Yeah, it'll encompany, encompass also not just those segments, but also the rest of the show and the music. Speaking of music... We're going to listen to a track called Desire by Umbriel. You were just listening there to a track called They Them by Atlas and JH Fly. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns, and I am joined by... Kai, and I use they, she pronouns. And... Elle, or Ellen, and I use they, she pronouns. Yay! We're here to talk about Sexpo! We, um, as as a trio, we attended Sexpo over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend here in Mianjin, and... We're going to talk about things we didn't like about the event, things we did like about the event, and what could have been done better. 
Mm-hmm. A full sexpose. Sex. Uh, oh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're writing down puns now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we should start with what, what what we didn't like, because I feel like there's more more of them to go through. <laughs> sex Expo typically has been run. It's one of the longest running sex exhibitions in the world. Mm-hmm. It has. When did it start in Australia? Gosh, I have not looked that up. Wow, good while, like twenty years. I'm at thinking. least, yeah. at least. I know it's the oldest running exhibition for yeah. for particularly this kind of industry. Founded yeah. in 1995, according to my. Woohoo! Okay, we're Google coming up search. on 30 years. Yeah, mm. and a lot of Sexpo this year was about diversity and inclusion and other buzzwords similar to those two words. Yes, it was a very um, interesting. Like I was, it was a promising advertising campaign. It I was, was. The excited was by great. that. Yeah, really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. marketing. The marketing featured lots of different types of couples and relationships, including mm-hmm. people with disability, queer couples, interracial couples as well. Mm-hmm. It looked really. Really good. And they're obviously, yeah, they're trying to create a different look, I guess, is what the Mm -hmm. aim was. So we went along with hope in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they were pretty explicit about that. It was like Sexpo is different this year. Mm -hmm. Like that was their legit verbatim sort of messaging. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. Sexpo, what's making you, you? Mm. Yeah, Mm. exactly. And right at the entrance, having progress pride flags with the Sexpo logo on them. Bit bit, bit rich, but... Mm. What... (laughs) It was a good PR campaign. It was a good PR campaign. It definitely, I have to say that it wasn't a, definitely not a transphobic or homophobic event by any means. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't very inclusive. Mm -hmm. It wasn't considered and it didn't feel like anyone, anyone had asked a trans person to (laughs) have input on how an event like this should be inclusive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even a queer person. I mean, it, it didn't look like they had if they had anyone on their team that was mm. queer because there's you know a lot of things mentioned like for example they made a big deal about how it was the first time they had male strippers at Sexpo on their website mm-hmm. and uh, for the ladies specifically said that mm. it was for the ladies I can't believe they're not getting in on the cis gay market I, that's that's where the money is in this community honestly <laughs> you should have been in on that 20 years ago yeah they <laughs> they, they were obviously trying to just you know, get get money from the queer community, but with absolutely no understanding of how to yes. do that. Yes, and also by sticking the Sexpo logo on a progress flag is kind of just pure capitalism. Ooh. But also... The nerve. The nerve, <laughs> yes, because the progress flag, for anyone who doesn't know what a progress flag is, it's the pride flag, but it has a triangular intersection across of the people of colour colours and the trans trans flag colours, mm-hmm. to, you know, as a way of progress, progressive mm-hmm. movement. The, the uh, most progressive flag includes the, the intersex. intersex flag as well. Yes, so that's the that's the most progressive one. <laughs> and I, I'm i fairly certain I was the only trans person speaking on a stage that entire weekend. They, I think I think there was maybe uh, one person with the title Mix MX, which is normally for non-binary people okay. uh, on that. the kink stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's all I saw. Yeah, I also did not see many different types of representations of couples or even body types mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very body body shapes inclusive, you know. Uh, yeah, it was Eurocentric as hell. It was hyper masculinized and hyper feminized. I don't know. I'm just, I guess, really, I'm fine with Sexpo if they're going to continue with the branding that they'd already had because you're going to pay for what you get, right? Yeah. This was, no, we are intentionally targeting a market, but but they're not actually delivering on any of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really disappointing. Yeah. I want to see a stall for 
disability sex toys. If you're going to have visibly disabled yes. people in all... Because they exist online and they exist in, in here in Brisbane. Mm. Um, and they came. I saw I saw a couple of people in wheelchairs. I don't people know if they would have had, a, there. They had a, a good time that was, you know, useful or helpful for them. Well, they might have felt that they were going to be more catered for than they were in terms of the stall offerings. But mm-hmm. um, there was, you know, you can still oh, yeah, use no, whatever still everyone everything. else is using. But... Yeah, and then also like for having like this lesbian couple or presumably lesbian couple as a lot of the central marketing feature, I want to see harnesses. Give me a stall on harnesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want harnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. who doesn't? A lot, of the, a lot of the toys were the very, the, the mimic ones, which, you know, I, that's there's some people who like to use those, but, you know, there needs to be a variety of... Mm-hmm. That aren't that don't look so realistic. You know, there needs to be realistic ones and non-realistic yeah, ones. Yeah, penetrated by something that doesn't just yeah. look like a real mm. life cop. That isn't mm. the dragon ones either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, the other thing is, in terms of being trans inclusive, I always think that the very first thing in terms of a trans inclusive event should definitely have trans inclusive bathrooms and facilities mm-hmm. mm. um, and it's a very easy thing to do. You just go over to the gendered bathrooms and you just put a little sticky note over the top saying urinals and the other one stalls. You know, yeah. that's one way of making it quite, quite, you know, about the facility itself and less mm-hmm. about gender. Uh, that had not been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not the most comfortable experience for me going to the bathroom at the event. Uh, I actually avoided it after one time. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not going here. So yeah, I don't, I, I'm not impressed. However, what I did like about the event was that while we were there and when we spoke, which or what the four triple Z crew here, what we spoke about at Sexpo was queer intimacy, stigma and shame around uh, in the bedroom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some really wonderful experiences with people who had listened. And uh, there was actually a couple that had said, this is the best thing I've seen in this entire place. Thank you so much, yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. nice. They were um, glad to see something queer. And for the queers that did buy into a lot of that advertising, I think it was refreshing to have our conversation available to them. And yeah. yeah, we had a good, we had a good time with our set and and stuff. It's just sad we were the only thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we also like I wasn't there the whole time. No, there might have been something. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, not, not anything that was on the that was on the the run sheet of of what they had on. I didn't see. Yeah. Anything. What do you mean mm. that drag doesn't represent the whole LGBT community? <laughs> I felt extremely represented. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, look, I still had a good time, and I think if 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 we made a couple of queers feel that they were more catered for, and we had good interactions with mm-hmm. them, then it was worth it, and I think we definitely achieved that goal. So I'm still glad we went. Yeah, we will also because I thoroughly loved our discussion so much that I think we should do that same chat again. At mm. some point on transmission on this show, oh, yeah, yeah, it would be really good because I, I, I found it very important as well to talk mm. about a lot of that sort of stuff, and I think if listeners are interested in that too, let us know. Yeah. Did we want to talk about that photo op though? Did we talk about that? Yeah, we've got time. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end on so Sunday, the last day we were finishing up on our last set, and then we went to sort of just watch some stuff on the main stage, and there was. A large. All of a sudden, lots of people came from the side and towards into the crowd with giant progress flags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, with the Sexpo logo. With on the Sexpo logo. Don't yeah. forget that part. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there was like about ten 
male strippers on the stage mm-hmm. that they got to gather together, and all very suddenly, it just all happened very quickly. Yeah. A giant photo op like, appeared. Yeah, they they thrown <laughs> some like you know big pink like kind of beach balls with sex bow on it into the crowd and be like, okay, now everyone just go like, yeah, sex bow or, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And you know they had the the photographer on stage kind of up high and it was oh, just so within, within a minute it all happened very rapidly very and then quickly. the flags disappeared and then the flags disappeared they all vanished yep good photo up to show how progressive yes. they are how you know? progressive I mm. mean that was the flag they chose to represent the event so that doesn't surprise me that that's what came out they the did have up. some other flags that weren't progress flags right. that were just sexpo flags. yeah they did have okay. some that. Mm. Um, there was also a sexpo stand that was selling lots of merch that was didn't merch. have any progress flags mm-hmm mm-hmm or so, any like mm. you know, that was left over from last year. Leftovers from last year. Yeah. Uh, oh my. Anyway, it's always fun to be the diversity hire. It is. It... I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ellen, for joining us today to chat about our time at Sexpo. Oh, thanks for having me on, and yeah. thanks for such a great weekend. It was really fun oh it it wouldn't have been the same without you I'm yeah so glad you were there with us <laughs> yes it was Thanks. awesome if you'd like to listen to any of ellen's great show mega hers it's on mondays at 12 p.m it's all about amplifying the voices of the w- women communities here like is it is it People feminist? People who aren't or? men. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a feminist show. We're intersectional feminist. So that's women and people who align with womanhood. So obviously not all non-binary people. I don't like to just lump them all in with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're mostly focusing on people who are not men. Yeah, you should check that's it out. Vibe. Absolutely check it out. Make it hers. Yeah, 12 p.m. Mondays. Yeah, it's a good time. All right, we're going to head to a track. Uh, This one here is by Flower Kid. It's called It's Happening Again featuring Kuka. This one may have a language warning, so just letting you know. You were just listening there to It's Happening Again by Flower Kid. My name is Ez. I'm hanging out with Kai and Ellen. Hello. And <laughs> goodbye. And goodbye. Yeah. yeah. You've come to the end of Transmission today. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you had fun. All the music on Transmission, by the way, is either trans or gender non-conforming, non-binary artists. Uh, yeah. So if you like what you're hearing, uh, you can check out our Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. I put up there a picture with all the artists that I play each episode. So you can check them all out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Triple Z.